everybody, what's up, Australia? This is Max Cavalera, and you listen to Death for All, Blood Metal, and Stay Metal. So listeners, if you don't know anything about the guy I'm interviewing today, then you might be listening to the wrong podcast. I'm speaking to Max Cavalera from Early Sepultura, Nailbomb, Soulfly, Cavalera Conspiracy and more. Thanks for your time, Max. No problem. Good to be here, man. That's great. Uh, So your brother Igor and you are coming to Australia to play some songs from Beneath the Remains and Arise. Uh, how does it feel playing those songs? Uh, does it bring back a lot of memories from when you first created them all those years ago? For sure. You know, it's a special thing. You know, I, I decided to do this with Igor after all these years that, that we, um, you know, been, been separated from the band. And it, it's kind of, it, it's, it's like paying homage to our past. Mm-hmm. We started this thing together, me and him, when we were very young, very, very young teenagers. And, you know, this is 30 years of Beneath the Remains, so it felt right to commemorate that. And, you know, we created this hybrid version of it with Beneath the Remains slash Arise, best songs of both records, and it became this really powerhouse of a show. And we took it to South America, and they went crazy over there in Russia. And now it's uh, Australia's turn, and, you know, I'm telling you, America is super jealous of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they, want, they want that show here bad that we have not played in America, this, this show, but uh, we are super excited to go back to Australia. Australia's always been great for us, man, you know, from the beginning. I mean, Arise was the first uh, tour that we, we came as Sepultura to Australia, and we were there uh, two years ago. We returned to Roots. Mm-hmm. It was a massive show, and we want to do the same with this one, you know. So it's a, it's a, it's going to be a blast, and we are super excited for it. Uh, how how much of each album are you covering? You said it's like a hybrid of both albums. Is it is it a lot of each? Pretty much, you know. I mean, uh, like 90 percent of each record. Oh wow. Excellent. We only took a couple songs out that we didn't. We feel like they were fillers, uh, stuff like to me that doesn't really mean much, like uh, subtraction and meaningless movement. Those songs were not very inspired, and they were never really big songs for us. And we felt like they're a little bit of fillers. And we felt if we do a t- we, we if we do a show that has just the power songs. You know, it'll be better and be more exciting. And um, we try out. We already tried this this format in Australia and in, in Russia. And it went down great. People loved it. Excellent. We love it playing. It's, it's been like, it really takes you back to those times, brings back a lot of memories. You know, um, it's great playing stuff like that. Embryonic Cell, Desperate Cry, Altered State, Mass Hypnosis. Oh, man. You know. Stronger than hate. It's really cool, man. It's a really, it's a really powerful show. And I think, like, I'm telling people, like, if they if they like roots, they're gonna love this because this is like roots amplify. You know, it's uh, in terms of energy and power, it's much. It goes much deeper than what we had on on the on the roots tour. And 
and showing a different phase of, of, of our career, you know, that 89, 90, 91 era yeah. was really exciting. It was like, kind of like the golden era of death thrash metal, you know, so we were riding that wave at that time, and now it's, uh, you know, years later, we get to do it again. And uh, it's super, super exciting, super cool, and the fans really going to love it. Excellent. So so let's talk about that era a little bit. Uh, it, it seems as though Beneath the Remains was your first really big success as a band. Why why do you think this album was the one that kind of broke you guys out? Yeah, I, I, we were very still, you know, learning and still kind of new. And, you know, we just got done creating Schizophrenia, which was mm. a step up. From Morbid Visions, yeah, and we finally got the contract. I, I managed to sneak a contract out of Roadrunner, so we finally got signed, and we were in a major, you know, in a, in a big, you know, metal label and international label for the first time. So all those things gave us a lot of motivation to try to write the best record we could make. And then we had a producer also, Scott Burns, came to produce the album, and that was also another big improvement for something we didn't have before and uh yeah i think we just put it all on the line man you know we just kind of gave it all gave all we had and and work real hard and I, I remember working on the lyrics of beneath the remains and inner self and stronger than hate and really thinking this is some really heavy brutal group good stuff but that that time was great in music, man. You had like Morbid Angel, you know. Mm. Um, you had Entombed. You have Carcass. You had, you know, so many good bands that the uh, Dark Angel possessed. So many good stuff. That was like the golden era of. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I love right now. I love what's going on right now. But it's different from that time. You know, that time was it was a unique time. Trash was 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 coming out, and it was like st- stuff like Exodus and Dark Angel was really excited to see the movement, and we dipping our toes into death metal also with like Pestilence and Obituary, you know, DSI. It was it was a great it was a great time and, and reflected on the music and uh, beneath the remains. I think to me. Both Beneath the Remains and Arise, it's what they call it these days, death thrash, you know, because mm. it's got elements of, of death metal and thrash metal. And uh, I love this, this this combination. It's one of my favorite combinations of, of metal it's, it's death thrash because you get kind of best of both worlds of death metal and thrash metal, you know. So it's uh, really excited that we got you to do that. Definitely, definitely. So speaking of the the death thrash kind of stuff arise saw you kind of bringing more of the percussive elements into the music and so there was still like a death thrash vibe there but you guys were kind of evolving beyond that uh typical thrash sound was that a conscious decision to do that or was the evolution more natural natural but it was it was the thing with sepultura we, we always re- wanted to push the envelope you know we were never satisfied with the record we always thought we could do more and we listened to very different things inside the band that were non-metal things we listened to that condense and we listened to ministry 
and we listened to Nine Inch Nails and Killing Joke and all these weird different band, New Model Army, you know, they kind of gave us a different um, motivations to do other stuff. So on our rise, it started to show in songs like Altered State and Under Siege. You had clean guitars mixed with keyboards and stuff like that. But the bulk of the record is very trash. It's very death trash. I mean, to me, uh, the song Arise is the ultimate death trash song. You oh, know, man. like I heard uh, the other day, I heard a cover of Aborted doing Arise, and I was so happy because it was so good. They did such a good version of it. It made me realize how, just how on the money Arise really was in terms of that death trash combination. You know, it's like the riffs are killer, the lyrics are, 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 are heavy, simple but heavy to the point. Especially I love the I See the World, you know, old I See the World Dead. Mm. That part was great, you know, it's great doing that live. Just a beast of an album, you know. So, and, and together, we believe the remains. They were created almost at the same time. I know there's a two year period between them but they were made for each other. They were like creative. Chaos AD is a different story. It's a different cap chapter. We create something totally different when we went to Chaos, but Arise and Believe Remains are, are, are like brothers, brother albums, you know, they're, they're, they're related, you know, so really cool to play both of them together. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, you, you can definitely hear that when you listen to the albums too. They, they kind of seem like they belong together, but I've also heard in in interviews uh, you say that in the early days of Sepultura, it uh, really kind of felt like it was you guys against the world. That a lot of people around you maybe didn't understand what you guys were doing, but deep down you knew you were on the right path. Back then, did you ever imagine that you would be where you are today, and that your music would have such staying power? No, you never imagine those things. You, you, you dream with them. When you dream one day, you'll be, you know, like, when Arise came came about, it was, that was the moment where we realized we, we actually could live for music, and we toured for 15 months of the year for, on the record, so we were on the road most of the time, so we didn't really need a second job and, and things like that, so it was really a dream come true. You don't really imagine the things that are gonna happen. What, what what we have now, you know, like now we're in you know, a really amazing position with all these classic records on our belt. And you know, it's the way life turned out. It's not how I envisioned. You know, I, I thought I was gonna stay with Sepultura for forever. You know, sure. but you know, life had different plans. And uh, regardless of that, I'm, I'm super happy with the way things turn out. I, I love Soulfly. I love Killer Be Kill. I love this freedom I have with music, and I love the fact that I get to go back with my brother and revisit those old records, and they're so important for a lot of people. And for a lot of people, those records are soundtrack of their lives, you know, so it's really uh, an honor to, to meet, and, and we do justice. We played them good, man, you know. Uh, we didn't <laughs> took no shortcuts, and... When you go see this this thing live, it's it's a beast. It's a beast of of a show, and it doesn't let go from the first note to the Igor's drumming is amazing. And uh, I tried real hard to my my best performance every night. So it's really really um, uh, a blast position to be able to do this now at this stage of my career, being recognized around the world with 
followers in, in you know thousands of followers around the world and we get to do these things that are fun that we love that are part of our metal history you know so it's uh, it's really great that's that's great i can't wait to see this show but um speaking of the the legacy of of your music and stuff like that with with the metal uh scene and the music industry how it is today do you think you guys would be able to do what you did back then today like if you were starting out now do you think you'd still be able to get the kind of recognition that you that you got I think we, we would because we were just really hard-headed. Uh, like like I say, when we first started, it was us against the world, that kind of feeling. We were considered the worst band in the world in, in Brazil. Uh, and, and when we first, first started out, like that's before Best of Devastation. People hated us, like honestly. Like we we do a show and two people with the Motorhead shirts were the only guys that were like, yeah, that was cool, man. Everybody else was like, you know, they had like Iron Maiden shirts on and Black Sabbath shirts. They were like, man, you guys are, you guys suck. You guys don't know how to play. You guys gotta learn how to play. You just made noise, you know, and, uh, but we knew what we wanted and it was kind of like stick to our guns, you know, mm. like kind of like Motorhead, you know, like, I don't give a fuck what you say, we're gonna do this. And I think with that attitude, you can't stop something like that, you know? <laughs> uh, so I think we have, we would have had the same attitude today. It would just be a different way because of the internet and, and the way music is, is being done right now. Um, but, you know, we're still navigating the music business today. Sure. So we are still facing with a lot of the same problem. You know, like no, nobody sells albums anymore. You mm-hmm. got to go on tour to sell, survive. But the thing to me that I think that draws me and makes him makes me very happy that I never lost my feeling towards the music. I'm still at 49 years old. I still feel, feel as I'm, I'm a 15 year old teenage that loves metal. I still have that purity of heart, and I love what I do. I love my I love my my work. I love my music. I love you know metal is my salvation. You know so with all that. You know, it's really kind of like, I, I really believe I was put on this planet to do this, to bring joy to people through this music. And we do that every night, and it's an amazing feeling, man. Almost like spiritual, religious kind of feeling you know, when we go like do the Soulfly show or, or Beneath the Remains Arise show. It's, it's, a, it's, it's pure magic, you know, it's like really cool. And the interaction with the crowd is fantastic. That is beautiful, man. Uh, thank you so much for your time uh, and talking to us about uh, about these albums and about the tour. Thank you so much, brother. All right. Cheers, Max. We'll see you in Australia soon. All right, man. Take care.